0: Well, hello and welcome to Banfield. I'm Natasha Zubes in tonight for Ashley. And inflation still a problem, of course. A recession may still happen. But tonight, the U.S. labor market is stronger than it's been since before the pandemic. Wages are higher, too. Employers added 528,000 positions last month. That's twice as many as economists expected. The unemployment rate fell to 3.5%. That is a 50-year low. So the jobs are there, but... Does anyone want them? Some companies are rolling out the red carpet to court Gen Z and millennials with over the top perks like massages, bring your dog to work days, even houses in the Hamptons we're hearing about. Yet labor force participation, the pool of Americans working or looking for work has declined. So we're about to get into why with our panel of experts. But first, what do these jobs numbers actually mean for average Americans? Marky Martin has that story.
1: I could tell from the first call how hot the job market was.
2: Lauren works for a tech company in Chicago. After calling just one headhunter, she landed not only a new gig, but an offer she felt was fair for soaring
3: inflation. I think they know that they had to keep up with what other companies were offering. And with talent, I think they were really trying to make it enticing for me to go there.
2: Her field, one that's seen notable gains this summer. In new Friday numbers, U.S. employment added more than half a million Jobs in July, but just because there are jobs doesn't mean they're one size fits all, and many are struggling.
4: 76 applications, and I've not had one
2: interview like this woman who posted her job hunting frustrations to TikTok. Y'all cannot tell me that
4: the companies are struggling, that they don't have any workers when. You're not
5: hiring anyone.
2: Same for Dallas resident Sam Hudson, who comes with an extensive resume.
5: Bachelor's degree, Master's of Accounting, passed all four CPA exams.
2: Hudson just left a big accounting firm to make a switch to commercial real estate. He says he's surprised by Friday's jobs report, because for two and a half months, he hasn't even been able to land an entry-level position.
5: You still would think that an industry that's so hot, there'd be somebody looking for a person with a good background and willing work hard and it's been tough.
2: One recruiter we talked to said the trend he's seeing for those who are landing jobs, they're getting paid well.
5: You wouldn't really believe what a kid out of college who's got no experience the six or 12 months, you know, is demanding or yet getting.
2: Ian uh, O'Leary right. with RJR Partners says it's not just job seekers having issues, but employers too.
5: You know, even if you're a leader in the field, like how are you inspiring people, right? Like, why do people want to work with you?
2: Natasha, too, a lot of people telling me today they're just being picky, that they're getting offers, but the pay they're being offered does not cut it for the times that we're living in. Also in today's jobs report, it pointed out that over the last 12 months, average hourly pay has gone up by 5%, However, and I wanted to share this with you too, in a new workforce survey, it said that 66% of American workers have found that inflation far outpaced any sort of salary gains that they had seen at their job in the last year.
0: Natasha. Yeah, Marky, 5%, just a drop in the bucket at this point with what inflation looks like. And I want to say, I'm so glad you featured this woman on TikTok. I remember stopping my scroll and just being so captivated by her story. And hearing from these two people, I mean, it kind of sounds like a tale of two cities, huh?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. For some people, finding a job right now is easy. For others, it's been a really long slog. And in the past month, the industries that have added the most jobs hospitality and leisure, healthcare, and business services. So you gotta think restaurants, bars, hospitals, uh, also too, a lot of management positions at different companies across the board. However, not everybody needs jobs in those fields. The example I gave you earlier, take engineering, which also saw a lot of jobs come online. If I myself, Marky Martin, am looking for a job, none of those jobs apply to me. I'm not an engineer. A lot of people finding themselves in that boat. A lot of industries that were hit hard by COVID, they're coming back online. So it's a hot job market for some, but not for everybody.
0: Well, Marky, with your work ethic, uh, work ethic, anyone would be lucky to have you. Um, but can you help put this <laughs> into context for us? You know, we track jobs numbers every single month. How big of a deal is this one, really?
2: Yeah, this is big. This is historic. As you mentioned right off the top when you were entering this story, this doubled expectations. A lot of industry leaders saying the numbers, the figures that drop today are jaw-dropping. And historically, never has there been a time when that unemployment rate has been so low. And at the same time, there have been so many jobs coming online. And a lot of people for months now, are we or are we not going to enter a recession. And, and a lot of industry leaders saying it just doesn't compute. How do you add on millions of jobs in the first half of the year and you're headed for an economic meltdown? A lot of people think it just doesn't make sense. And everybody tonight has their fingers crossed that we're in for uh, more of a soft
0: landing. Yeah, 100 percent. Marky Martin, thank you. And let's delve into that, actually. So where are the workers? Perhaps it's a generational divide keeping them away. Or is there more of a hidden message here that everyone is missing? Let's ask Connor Blakely now. He's being called a Gen Z thought leader. He's an entrepreneur who helps Fortune 500 companies attract Gen Z. Connor, thanks so much for being here.
5: Natasha, thanks so much for having me.
0: You know, Connor, so let's start with the cushy job perks that older generations love to roll their eyes at. The free food, the baristas, the dry cleaning. Are they really what will sway Gen Z to take jobs?
5: Listen, I'm certainly not complaining uh, about anyone bringing their dog to work or new baristas, right? But most of these things do not move the needle at all and are literally a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Um, so, yeah, like Gen Z is one of the most entrepreneurial generations that have ever come into existence right we've had access to this technology since we've been literally super super young um i think during covid we had a lot of time to really figure out some of the lies that we've been told our entire lives
0: yeah some of the lies you've been told connor i want to pick up on that you know critics say this new generation is soft and entitled they expect too much i mean connor i do not envy what your generation is dealing with in terms of hate um but is it that Gen Z is spoiled or is it that Gen Z sees through these so-called perks and maybe gourmet meals and unlimited snacks and spas are just designed to keep workers at their desks and eliminate the need for them to go home at all?
5: Listen, I think that makes sense. There's truth to, uh, to some of those things for sure. Um, they can say that about us, but I think a lot of Gen Z might feel that they're old and slow, right? <laughs> we bring a completely new skill set into the workplace that really, we, we haven't seen this in history too much. I think more than anything, Gen Z just craves a seat at the table. Um, it lends itself to a lot of different opportunities for reverse mentorship um, to really like have business impact and get things done.
0: Well, and Connor, you know, for boomers and Gen X, uh, climbing the corporate ladder was such a priority. You mentioned Gen Z was so entrepreneurial. How are Gen Zers paying the bills um, if the steady paycheck is not really what's all important anymore?
5: Yeah, oftentimes I, I feel like so many people, especially brands, look at this data and it totally gets misconstrued. I think a perfect example of this is literally my girlfriend. She's someone who has a TikTok account, has a super dedicated small following and she makes a few grand a month just selling jewelry and doing ads on the platform but she has a college degree right she has job offers people are hitting her up all the time but she's making more than she'd make at her current job through side hustles and just being more selective i feel like if anything, all this technology, and especially all this time, has allowed us to zoom out, get some perspective, and take a holistic approach before we're diving into the workplace when we're still trying to all figure out who we are, right? We just have a very unique skill set, um, and I think that all the employers that find a way to tap into the entrepreneurial spirit of Gen Z and that skill set are just the companies and brands that are going to win.
0: All right, Connor Blakely, thank you so much for your time.
5: Thank you, Natasha.
0: I do want to turn it now to Alexandra Von Tiergarten, a senior regional vice president for the staffing and recruiting firm Robert Half, and Kate Duchesne, Chief Executive Officer at the consulting firm RGP. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: So, Alexandra, let's start with you. You know, you started your career helping recruit top talent. Do you think more work perks are what potential hires are waiting for?
4: Well, I have never seen a more robust job market. It is exciting, and it continues to be exciting. And as you mentioned, the job numbers that came out today are incredible. So what we are seeing and what I'm seeing overall in the market is that it continues to be about what is the salary that it's going to be offered? Is the employer offering flexibility? Is there a signing bonus? Uh, but the perks are starting to buy in as well. So we are starting to see some interesting things on the East Coast and some interesting things on the west coast i don't know to connor's point if they're really going to tip the needle because i really still feel getting more money to pay for things um makes a big difference but you have to look at you know this generation right now that has started you know working at home and in the lockdown and now we're making them go back into an office some of these perks are just to replace the extra money that they have to spend going into an office every day
0: i hear you. And I mean, Kate, some of the benefits that we've been talking about, some of these perks are expensive. Are we going to see the bubble burst on this? Is that even sustainable for companies?
6: Yeah. Hi, Natasha, and thanks for having me too. I think these perks are chasing talent in ways that are not sustainable and actually will backfire. I, they really are fringe benefits. They're called fringe benefits for a reason. I think what's more important in today's environment to solve this problem of the great alignment is to really understand what this demographic of talent wants. And what we're seeing both in our client base and in our talent base is that, talent wants flexibility they want transparency they want choice and they want to work with purpose and if you can deliver that it doesn't matter what your cafeteria is serving during the day it's really the fundamental relationship between employer and employee that matters today well and kate i want to
0: stay with you for a moment because you said something before that's really interesting which is that there's a part of this story uh, that isn't being talked about and it has to do with female workers what is everyone missing when it comes to that
6: well, female workers were disproportionately impacted by the global pandemic, um, whether we like it or not, the bulk of both child care and elder care still fall to women. And so the, the last two years have been really difficult for that population, and therefore they have tended to fall out of the workforce. I think the firms like Connor said that are going to win are those that are going to bring more flexibility and understanding and allow people self-determination. I mean, I've been a working mom my whole career. I raised two, now they're millennials. I know what it's like to balance work and family, have a big job and still want to have a fulfilling family life. And employers need to understand that. So giving workers the ability to determine when, where, and how they work and measure outcomes, not yeah. input. Is I mean, Kate, what Kate,
0: I absolutely hear you on that, and I want to bring Alexandra in here. I mean, what does a perk even look like in a remote world? And also, you talked about the forced return to office. Uh, are we are we going to see that keep people from the workforce uh, potentially?
4: Well, there are all sorts of perks, right? We're seeing these outrageous ones that you've discussed, like the houses in the Hamptons. But we're also seeing ones. I'm a working mother as well. I have two young children. And a perk is that, you know, maybe you go into the office three days a week. Um, you work from home the other two. But even on those in-office days, you don't have to be there the whole day. You know, maybe you're there from 10 to four, or maybe you come in early and you do still have to go to the preschool class and read the book because that's what the workforce wants. They want that same flexibility to finish their work just as they were able to do when they were home completely remote. Um, and, you know, they'll go into the office a little bit. That's OK. But they want that flexibility when something comes up that they want to do that they can do it. I have teams of mine that go to a hot yoga class um, one day a week together at two o'clock in the afternoon. That would never have happened pre-pandemic. I hear you. But and I
0: mean, to your point me, as well, and sorry to interrupt, but I mean, measure, I think both of you are making the point, measuring the productivity, measuring the actual output and the projects that you're able to deliver, not someone standing there with the stopwatch and saying, are you in at this time and what time do you leave your desk? I wish we had more time to talk about this. Alexandra Von Tiergarten, excuse me, and Kate uh, Duchesne, Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Natasha. All right, so coming up, one woman had the surprise of a lifetime with her casino jackpot. What happens in Vegas is definitely not staying in Vegas this time. You're going to see the shocking twist to all of this when we come back. Don't go anywhere. And hey, welcome back. So I want to take you to Disney World. Doesn't that sound nice? It's where Toy Story's Woody has clearly been following the news because apparently even he is familiar with this video. The one that came out of Sesame Place featuring the character Rosita allegedly and repeatedly snubbing young black children. So at Disney World this week, when some youngsters were reaching out for Woody and his pal Jesse, Woody made sure they weren't going to wind up on the news too. Yeah, yeah, look at that joy. So joining me now for this and more news you may have missed, newcomer Maura Quint, a comedy writer for The Onion, Caitlin Hornick, a news reporter with The U.S. Sun, and Paula Froelich, senior story editor right here at Banfield. Now, panel, I, for one, have never seen a character run that fast to a child in my life or give a more enthusiastic hug. I mean, Paula, did you even know Jesse could move that quickly?
7: I mean, honestly, she's a cowgirl. She better be able to move <laughs> that true. quickly. It's Otherwise, true. she's out of a job, isn't she? <laughs> listen it is a good thing i mean i was in one of those character costumes last week just to see what you can see through the eyes of the character it's not much but it's good that woody was looking out for jesse was like hey over there that's your specific fan group go Go run. And she did. She ran fast.
0: She ran real fast. And to be fair, you know, to Disney, no matter their race, these kids were specifically big Woody and Jesse fans. You could hear them just yelling, Jesse. I mean, she was even dressed like Jesse. That's amazing. It's pretty great. Want to move to this story now. You know, so one person in Illinois won the billion dollar mega millions jackpot. We know this. I bet, though, that their reaction didn't compare to this woman in Toronto who won $10,000 on a slot machine, or at least she thought she did. Take a look at this.
3: Oh my god, they oh 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 got it! Oh my god! On the line. I got another line. Is it?
5: Where? Fifty thousand! Oh my god!
4: How <laughs> did <laughs> you guys thought you went south? And he comes and he tells me. you that yeah, he went.
0: Yeah, this is an out-of-body experience for her and she's I love that she's hitting the same note over and over again like over and over again so if you caught what happened this was not 10k she would have been happy with that that was just the number of points on the machine it was more than fifty thousand dollars i think it just
1: goes to show one man's ceiling is another man's floor huh mora it's wonderful. This is actually the second happiest I've ever seen someone with a ponytail and a sweatshirt. It's usually me at the end of every day, but she's, she's real close to that level of joy.
0: <laughs> Caitlin, can I bring you in here? I mean, is that the amount of money that would do it for you? Or are we talking like in at least in the millions?
8: I mean, listen, that is life changing money for pretty much anyone right now in this economy. And I would be right there with her. 10,000, 50,000
0: screaming for joy, probably hitting that exact same note that she did. I think so. You know, Her daughter posting a, a comment to TikTok, uh, one of my favorites saying, and they say money can't buy happiness. I mean, Paula, are we are we reassessing that that old adage now? OK, by the way, that old adage is wrong.
7: It's so wrong. I
0: mean, fifty thousand
7: makes me really, really happy in my mind because I did not win that. I did play the Mega Lottery for the one point five billion, and yeah. I won two whole dollars, and I was excited.
0: I know. Oh, <sighs> Granted, I, I had spent twenty, so I'm down eighteen, but that's alright. <laughs> <I> know. Let's, <laughs> let's not even go there. Let's not go there. Right, let's move on to this story. Her hips don't lie. But the government of Spain says her lips do. Yeah, that's pop star Shakira. Uh, she stands accused by the Spanish government of tax fraud now to the tune of 14.5 million euros. That's about $17 million, if you're wondering. So she could face up to eight years in prison if found guilty of this. I mean, Paula, are they just making an example out of her? Yeah, I think they are, Natasha. Like, at the end of the
7: day, Okay, Shakira's already saying, forget it, I'm fighting this, I'm not taking a plea deal because I didn't do anything wrong. And also, BTW, Spain, if you're so worried about your taxes, why aren't you going after your ex-king, who gave like $100 million to his ex-girlfriend?
0: Mm, I don't know about that. There's yeah. a lot of weird stuff going around in Spaniard land. Paul is bringing some receipts. Uh, what, do you, Caitlin, what do you think about all this?
8: Well, so there is this law in Spain. Um, if you are in the country from, you know, either between one day or 182 days, you're considered a non-resident for tax purposes. These documents are saying that Shakira maybe stayed for more than 200 days. So, you know, and she said she's, she paid some of the money back with interest, I think like $3 million in interest. Feels a little bit like a he said, she said, so I'm curious to see how it all plays out and uh, hopefully she can avoid that jail time. Because yeah, she's not even a Spanish, uh,
7: she
0: doesn't have a Spanish passport. This is ridiculous. I mean, Maura. Let me bring you in here. I feel like Shakira just can't catch a break. I mean, there are all these cheating rumors too swirling around her longtime footballer partner being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, now this,
1: Maura, can I? I did not know home? that about the cheating, but I think I actually saw her in the background of the last video. So she's probably, you know, looking for a way to to earn some of that extra money to pay back if she needs to. If she needs to, I hope she doesn't have to. She'll just do another football ad. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Ladies, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. We have uh, plenty more stories to come. Please stay with us. All fun and games. Until someone gives the kids a flamethrower, we're going to tell you the story and the dad that has a whole lot of people taking a second look at this video. It's right after a quick break. Hey, welcome back. So, want to bring in this story? Two Florida sheriffs show up with a locksmith at a woman's front door. They start drilling to start the eviction process. The only problem here: all of her bills were paid. She didn't even know what they were talking about. So, thank goodness for ring doorbells. She wasn't even home at the time. Take a look at this.
3: Uh,
2: we're here to finalize the eviction. <laughs> It was posted a week ago. it was posted last week. At my
3: house?
0: Yes, ma'am.
3: I'm, I'm caught up on my bills. My bills are inside there.
5: What is your name?
3: My name is Jennifer and that is my
5: house. Jennifer, what's your last name, Jennifer? Oh, damn. I am caught up on my bills.
6: Nobody has served me an eviction notice.
3: Yeah, I think 4-3. Yeah. What the hell? We're gonna fix their lock, fix lock. Hey, we actually, we do apologize. We have the wrong house with the next door neighbors. What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to, they're going to have to repair their
6: lock. On, uh, My not right inside.
3: No, no, we're not going in. We're not going in.
6: Oh,
0: <laughs> so I mean, Mora, you would think steps one and step two in the process would just be
1: like, check the address, man. Check the address. I would hope so. I mean, I think it was uh, like last week that my pizza delivery ended up at another house. And I thought that was really bad. But this is like a, another step up. That said, I don't know. I mean, I've had bad days at work, too. So I can't I can't say that, you know, I wouldn't do this. It seems like something I might actually do. Yeah, but
7: more, I don't know if your bad day is like, oops, wrong address. We just drilled through someone's door. Oh, my bad. You know what we're going to have to do? Wait, what are we going to have to do? And they're talking to someone else, and the guy's like, replace the lock. And he's like, well, will replace your
0: lock. I mean, what would have happened if she wasn't able to, first of all, available at work or wherever she was, speaking through the ring doorbell, being like, "Um, what is happening? I yep. paid on my rent. My dogs are inside. You have the wrong house. It could have been so much worse. Well, also, let's be
7: honest, Keystone Cops. Since Brianna Taylor, rule number one, always check the address. Check it twice and triple check. No. Mm-mm. No ma'am, no ham. And also, did they break the lock? Could somebody have been like, okay, now we're just going to go in?
0: Oh, I mean, you heard him whispering, like, I guess we're going to re- oh. <gasps> have to replace the laundry. You can see on camera the moment that they realize, right, that they yeah. have the wrong house. Totally. That one I guy don't know immediately
8: was like, oh, like, I, I want to know what the outcome is. I mean, did they pay for her lock? You know, what was the outcome here?
0: We will yeah. try to get to the bottom of that for you. I can hear Mariah Carey's voice in my mind going, "Somebody's getting fired. Somebody's getting <laughs> fired." Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, Mora was very generous. Everyone has a bad day. So. Yeah, please,
7: and uh-huh. then ain't no pizza. <laughs> and by the way, more I'd be mad too if it was my pizza and it's
1: like late night. I'm like, still mad about sorry. it, frankly. I've been mad for like three weeks straight. So I can't actually <laughs> I even focus on this because I'm still very hungry. I yeah. have this like weird feeling I'm gonna call you in like a month and you're gonna bake that pizza. <laughs> yeah absolutely check in no problem it's gonna happen
0: <laughs> okay but you know to be fair not all cops are of the keystone variety i do want to bring us to vero beach florida now where the indian river county sheriff's deputies were just in the right place at the right time they arrived on scene of this rollover crash the woman the driver was suspended upside down in a canal with the water rising up on her face take a look at this
5: Hey, how's it going, yeah, go, roll, 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 roll Are they still inside? Yeah, but, yeah, but the airbags are off. I can't see anybody, and the doors are locked. Get out of there. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. What's your name? Linda. What's that? Linda. Linda? All right, Linda. We're going to get you out of there, okay? water. Yeah. Get your head out of the water, Miss Linda. Uh, hey. give, give me a knife. I got it. I got got You got to turn around. Linda. Yes. Okay. Stay still. Don't move. Get on the radio. And tell them what's going on. Get her head out of here. the water. Here. No. Oh Shit. <laughs> Miss Linda. Somebody grab my arm. Somebody grab her arm. Come on. Grab my arm, Miss Linda. John, get over here. I got her. Breathe. 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 Hold on. Hold her still. Hold her still. You okay. Just breathe,
0: Lone Park. Just cut her out. You know, Linda. That driver was airlifted away. She w- She had a medical emergency. That's how this accident happened in the first place. But thank goodness, I mean, that officer Lee, right, Corporal Lee, I think Tony Lee was his name. Um, he was doing a welfare check nearby. He just happened to be literally seconds away. And someone told him, "You need to come down. Something really bad is happening." A, a passerby threw him a hammer uh, that he used to smash that window in. I mean, Paula, I'm going to start carrying a hammer everywhere I go. I never have a hammer, but that's, I geez, mean, that's a lesson. Like, I'm going we just discuss that.
7: Um, it's like, Hey, babe, you might need this hammer. I just happen to have in my back pocket. I, yeah, I, wow. That is a really hard video for me yeah. to watch. I, I was just, uh, I mean, uh, but literally the thing that got me was the hammer.
0: Oh, absolutely. And also, by the way, if somebody had a hammer, how come they didn't go down and help her first? <laughs> Wait, waiting for Officer Lee to do all of the work. <laughs> all of the work. But yeah, so Linda, as we mentioned, in stable condition now. But I mean, more kind of a nightmare scenario, right? It doesn't look like they, they had a second
1: to spare there. It's absolutely terrifying. But I guess, you know, it is interesting to hear that he was actually supposed to be at a different address and then turned up at this one. So, <laughs> <you> know, so. <laughs> Trying to she find bookends to where problem. there are no
0: bookends. Maura. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I appreciate it. Maura, <laughs> by the it. way, he yeah. also has your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I could tell just by looking at him. But nonetheless, very heroic. Okay. We want to
0: head very over. Very kind. Yeah, please, it's please, Caitlin, kind. chime in here. What, what are you thinking? I was
8: just so struck by how kind, yeah. um, you know, he was throughout the ordeal because that's got to be scary for him as well as for mm-hmm. Linda, mm-hmm. and for him to just be so reassuring and really, you know, chatting with her throughout the whole ordeal. I was really taken by that, and I think it it, it showed so much bravery and kindness on both of uh, for both of them.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, actually, hero. I think I think he's a hero. I mean, he's the he's the kind of person you want in that situation. Level headed, kept his cool, and he says, you know, there are these little things you put on. Your keychain, where you, you pull them back and they can smash a whole windshield. Uh, that for some reason he removed it from his kit, but it's right back in his kit now. And frankly, I think I'm going to go on Amazon
1: and order one right after the show as well.
0: Yeah. So How heavy is that though? Just
3: just a little, just a little
1: keychain, just a little keychain. Um, what what's, what's he doing with it outside of not having it in the kit? Was that just like <laughs> recreational? He was like playing around with it somewhere else that he needed it. That seems that's strange. <laughs> okay. Let's head to Colombia, where the best decathletes in the world
0: are competing in the 2022 World Championships. And you know, if competing in a decathlon isn't hard enough already, one Italian runner needed a helping hand, should we say. Alberto Nonino was running in the 400-meter race when he felt some discomfort. Now, quickly looking down, he realized he was accidentally flashing thousands of fans. Is this the right photo that we're showing? I'm not sure. There he is. There he is. Okay. So still running. Apparently, he used one of his hands to cover his private parts, of course, severely hindering his chances in the race. Yeah. So, Maura, what is your guess first? Uh, do you do you think he was able to finish this race with this handicap?
1: The handicap, the, the actual handy yeah. that he was, yeah. Um, I think he probably could finish it. He did. He did finish it. I don't know it. how fast.
0: He did, fi- exactly. He did finish it, but in last place. Yeah. In last place. Even though he went balls out.
7: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Late on a Friday night. Is he going to get
8: some sort of like sponsorship out of this? Like, that's where my head went. Is he going to, is, you know, is a brand going to call him and be like, Hey, we want to partner with you to prevent this from happening in the future. Well, like where's, you know, what's going to come from this? Is he going to get a brand deal, a sponsorship? There's got to be a silver lining there somewhere. We it's also for- had this like a whole debate in the
7: office. So behind the scenes, there's all these people who actually like put everything together and they're fabulous and they're amazing. And we were like, how does this happen? Don't these shorts have like a little mesh lining or something lining. Like I think Alberta wanted it to happen. I think he was just like, hey, ladies. You I'm think he slashed the
1: pouch, you know, just kind of freed it? I think it, he did. I think he was just like, woo. This is a good conspiracy. I like this. He had just this seen the movie Free Willy. Poor, oh, goodness gracious. Paula, came prepared, Paula came prepared tonight. I prepared. maybe he was just misinterpreting decathlete. You know, if you put that pronunciation a little bit more on the first syllable, oh. it's, a, it's, a oh, uh, boy. it's a different oh, boy. race. It's a different race, all I'm family saying.
3: You <laughs>
1: one could get confused you know i we don't all speak the same language you know
0: in, in his defense if you're not if he knew he wasn't going to come in first like maybe i mean we're not talking about the winner right now are we of this decathlon um and he did answer some questions after the race and, and i love this he said quote i'm conscious it was obviously an accident and i'd like to tell you i am aware of the reaction and you don't need to send me the links to the blogs out there okay
8: but you do need to send him some sort of brand deal to prevent this from happening again, right? Yeah, or
7: like, I don't know, some mesh underwear.
8: I just think like,
7: if you're a tape. pro athlete, you know when things are going to be flapping around and what to do with it. I say it was on purpose.
1: Yeah, you should be strapping it all down. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, women do it all the time just to That's go up true. and down the stairs. Our, our entire
0: lives is mm-hmm. just strapping and hauling and bullying. And I mean, men, you have, you have no idea. You have no idea what's happening under this dress. Okay, mm-hmm. question for you. Growing up, did you ever wish that your dad would let you do something dangerous? Well, if so, one Canadian dad might be the guy for you. Daniel Hashimoto built his kids, James and Sophia, a flamethrower, using a little bit of ingenuity and a leaf blower. And with it, they enjoyed a rousing game of tag. Check this out. Okay, so coolest dad ever or soon to be locked up for child endangerment? More I mean, you tell me.
1: I think that's not the right game you should be playing with a flamethrower. I mean, I'm not saying don't have a flamethrower, just maybe try a different version, not tag, but I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe if you needed to do some white collar crime and like burn a bunch of receipts, that would be a good thing. <laughs>
0: Well, the very important thing to note with that video, if you look at it very carefully, you know, it is edited. And also there's all kinds of interesting things happening there. There's silk that's attached to a leaf blower. No real flames involved. But, Paul, I mean, did it have you for a second?
7: Oh, my God, yes. OK, so first of all, obviously, we went through the pandemic. I stare at screens very closely. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I can't see anything anymore. So I'm, I'm actually legally blind. I shouldn't even be driving. So I saw that, and I was like, wow, that is in sandballs. I love it. Did you c- come straight here from getting pulled out of a car that you flipped? Yeah, pretty much. Just, yeah, okay, just <laughs> curious. <laughs> Chicago traffic. They're used to everything.
0: Yes. This father's certainly known for editing crazy videos of his children. So, I mean, what about you, Caitlin?
8: I mean, the thing for me is that this screams creativity. Mm-hmm. And there was a study done in the 90s about um, measuring the creative potential of four and five-year-olds. And of the 1,600 kids that they studied, they found that 98% of them were creative geniuses. But by the time those kids reached high school, that percentage dropped to just 12%. So. To me, this is a dad continuing to grow that spark, if you will, of creativity in his kids. And listen, if it's a fake flamethrower, so be it. So they, they, he doesn't want his kids to end up like me.
7: One of the uh, <laughs> oh,
5: creative Paula. genius
0: dropouts. Oh, Paula. Kaylin, um, thank you for like, bringing down the knowledge hammer and coming prepared with mm-hmm. statistics tonight. I mean, I really appreciate it. And You got it. Anytime. That's, my, that's my gig. I love the stats. Um, so when we come back, the heroes that came out of the devastation in Kentucky, including a four-legged U.S. National Guard member who may just be the goodest boy. Yeah, look at him. Look at this little nugget. His story is just on the other side of this break. Welcome back, and welcome back, panel. So, you know, we're hearing more and more stories of tragedy and heroism coming out of the devastating floods in Kentucky. And luckily, this is one of the latter. Take a look at this. A home with five residents was so flooded, the only escape was by helicopter off of the roof. And among those five was an 83-year-old woman. Take a look at this. 83-year-old woman hoisted into the air to safety. And we should point out the work was of the Wolf County Swift water techs who executed that rescue. Now, Paula, I know you have roots in that area. You must still just be marveling and feeling things seeing all these images come out of Kentucky.
7: You know, I can't even. I, there, I get choked up about this. And there's a reason why we've been covering this every day on Banfield, because you know, I used to spend every summer down by Hazard and the uh, Red River Gorge area and Mammoth Caves. And I graduated from a convent in Kentucky. And I don't think people understand that these are livelihoods. These are families. These are these are communities who have been in this area for hundreds of years. And this is their Katrina. And it's not going to go away with the next news cycle. They're facing more floods next week. And they've got baking heat. And I just, I'm thankful they're getting the ones out that they can. And I'm worried about the hundreds that they still can't find.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can hear the emotion in your voice. It's getting me choked up. Um, Caitlin, can I bring you in here? I mean, what are some of the things that are sticking with you coming out of out, out of all these images and all this video that we still keep seeing?
8: Sure. So we know at this point that sadly 37 people have lost their lives. Um, that was confirmed by the governor as of this afternoon. Um, we know that you know, hundreds are missing, hundreds are in shelters. Um, so to see a visual like this is um, reassuring. It's, um, you know, I, I hesitate to say uplifting, but it, it is, you know, we're seeing those rescues and they're dramatic and it's so important to see those images coming from such devastation.
0: Absolutely. I do want to get to one more story from the floods in um, southeast Kentucky. You know, there have been thousands of victims. There have also been so many heroes coming out of this. And none of them, though, may rock a pair of goggles like this very good boy. Oh, look at this. He is part of the U.S. Army National Guard. He is assisting with rescue efforts. And look how eager he is. He is ready to be on the job there. I mean, what would you name this goggle-wearing pup, Maura? What would
1: you name him? I don't know. I assumed it was like a, an Air Bud reboot. They were just going really hardcore with him. <laughs> Oh, it's like amazing something like that. It's amazing. It's adorable.
8: They are great. We don't deserve dogs. We just don't.
7: And by the They're way, so just so we're clear, it's not easy to get goggles on a dog. That's I right. showed my dog Doug this video and I was like, "Doug, this is what a good boy looks like." And he was like, "Whatever, mother." And I was like, "What if I put something on your face?" And he was like, "I'll bite you." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks."
0: We were seeing videos of their training. It's a whole thing. It's part of their training, military working dogs flying in helicopters to just get used to the sounds. Because, I mean, Paula, to your point, you can't just take a regular dog and, and with those sights and nope. sensations that they're, they're going to encounter. And they yeah. hoist them up in helicopters high above the ground as well as part of that training to prepare. I mean, there's so much wind, noise, and motion. It's really something extraordinary, Paula, huh? Well, also, sometimes they jump out of those things. Oh, like, yeah. that
7: dog looked like Look he was him. fully prepped. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, that is, yeah. I mean, listen, I would like that dog. It's cool. But Doug was like, no. And <laughs> <N-O>. oh,
0: <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin, one more comment from you.
8: And, you know, I think that I think that dog's name is Callie. Um, oh. And I think the National Guard said that that dog was part of a team that helped rescue 19 people and two other dogs. So, again, we, you know we don't deserve dogs. Women in the so military. Nice. That's what you get. Boom.
6: We love it. <laughs>
0: Maura, Caitlin, and Paula, thank you so much for joining us. You've thank been a you. delight. And coming up. Thanks thank so you. much. 80 dogs in Ohio just had their day. Oh, my goodness. A probation officer in search of a parolee instead found this 80. 80 chihuahuas and shih tzus in a condemned home. All of them infested with fleas, many with skin infections, none of them spayed or neutered, several whole litters just covered in muck and garbage. A tragic case to be sure, but don't cry for them just yet because the Licking County Humane Society took all of them in without a second thought. That was two weeks ago today. How are they all doing now? You're going to find out after the break. welcome back. Well, it's the stuff dreams are made of, stumbling upon a small army of sweet, small chihuahuas and shih tzus. Except this was no dream. These dogs found two weeks ago in a condemned home in Ohio needed serious help, covered in fleas and debris, ravaged by infection. All 80 of these little guys were promptly whisked away to the Licking County Humane Society. They said they could take all of them to be cleaned up and rehomed. And Alicia Taylor is Program and Communications Director for that organization. Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. I mean, can you update us? How are all the dogs doing now? Did all of them make it?
3: Yes, they did. They're doing really well. A number of them are in foster care and we have almost thirty eight of them already spoken for, already adopted. So we're really, really glad that they're doing well. Still some skin issues, but we're we're dealing with that slowly but surely. You know, socially, how
0: are the dogs doing? Are they scared of humans or are they adjusting to these new homes, the foster homes?
3: They are adjusting really well. So the first couple of days, it was, they were a little timid, but dogs are amazing. <laughs> they are so easily able to quickly fall in love with humans once again. And they really did. So we're having some great experiences with them behaviorally. The foster care system is. Great because they can be in a home with them and really feel the love and attention that they deserve. And then, of course, we're getting those that are at the shelter into homes as quickly as you possibly can. I mean, Alicia, is this the worst case you've ever heard of? I mean, 80 dogs in one home. How does it get to that point? It's certainly the worst that we've ever dealt with at our humane society. Um, there's a lot of issues that come into play when you deal with hoarding cases, when you deal with cases. Uh, such as this, when we initially went to the owner of the home, he had told us that there were probably only around 30 dogs. So he didn't even really know what he was dealing with um in terms of actually having 80 in his home
0: oh absolutely so- and alicia taylor i just want to make sure that uh, we get this in because it's important if uh, viewers want to donate uh, they can go to www.lchspets.org for the licking county humane society that's www.lchspets.org alicia thank you so much for the work that you do thank you for opening your heart making this happen and saving those dogs i will be tracking it wishing you the best Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, let's turn things over to Paul Gerkey and News Nation tonight. I'm Natasha Zubes. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Take care of yourself. Stay well. <laughs>